to the podcast. Coming to you from the Midwest Coast. I'm inside that miraculous establishment, the Midwest Healing Center, Lake of the Ozarks, Podcast Studio B. This is the new old school podcast. I'm your host, Don Allen. Tell somebody about the podcast. It's all free. As always, you can download any of these free apps to any mobile device, Podbean, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Store, Spotify. They're all free. I mean, it's freer than a plane trip for illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard. Yes, that's right. Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida just sent two plane loads of illegal aliens from Florida to Martha's Vineyard. Of course, you know this is where the Obamas have their $15 million mansion. But I am absolutely sure they will welcome them with open arms, right? There's no walls in Martha's Vineyard. Hey, get the apps, listen to the podcast. And yes, you can even listen to it in Martha's Vineyard. Come on, somebody call the Obamas. Tell them it's all free. You know, they like that kind of stuff. You know, free stuff. How is everybody doing today? We are in a series titled The Word of God. Pretty pretty basic there, The Word of God. So listen, this is so, so important in this day and age. And what I mean is, is there is so much clamoring for our attention. We have so much social media that's screaming for your attention. And in that, it's become easy to get caught up in our spare time. And, and, well, and really, uh, not even just when we have some spare time, but probably taking time from us that we don't really have to give. But taking time, pulling our attention to other things and taking away from our time that we should use or you would had used to get into the word of God. You know this has happened to you before. You just you sit down, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a few minutes to look at social media. Just just a few minutes, and before you know it, thirty minutes, sixty minutes has passed by. Didn't mean to, but it happens. Well, so next thing you know, well I'm busy. I need to get going here, and well the time needed to look into the Word of God has been sacrificed. And so eventually, when this has taken place enough, we've now formed some new habits that kind of squeezed out that time that we had for the Word of God. And I'm talking about your personal time, reading the Bible. And now we find replacements for that. So, you you know, well, I'll just go to church on Sunday. You know, I mean, that's good. I mean, I'm hearing the Word there. Or, well, I'm just, I'm going to sometimes, I'm going to watch something on YouTube or TV, and I'm going on Sundays. And, you know, I mean, we're having some meetings during the week, too, sometimes. And that's okay, but see... Those things should be an addition to the reading of God's word. So, for example, in our first two podcasts on this series, we know that the word of God is likened unto bread, and it was likened unto water. Well, the question was and is, is it okay to eat once a week and drink twice a week, and that's it? Not at home, but I ate once this week, and I drank twice this week, so I'm good. Well, no way. None of us do that. But, but this is what God is trying to get us to see about his word. Jesus would say things like, I have meat that you know not of. Meaning what? Feeding on the word of God, God's word. The water you drink that I give, you'll never thirst again. What? He's talking about consuming the word of God. And that's the point of the series. I want to reawaken you the importance 
of your own personal study or reading of the word of God. Like he said, give us this day our daily bread, daily sustenance, daily word from God. Well, that comes through the reading of the word of God. You can, guys, you know this to be true. You can read the Bible and it talks to you. So I'm trying to get us to reawaken the importance of getting back to the word being most important. And then, yes, of course, always, yes, going to meetings and services and teachings, watching things, listening to things. Absolutely, that's all fine. But, but don't take those things only and not have your own personal time. It starts at what are you eating and drinking at home. So today I want to dive a little bit uh, deeper uh, um, into a few things here at the beginning of the podcast about the Word of God. Now remembering this book is not like any other book. It's not just good historically and being accurate. It is that. But what the enemy's trying to do is disqualify the Bible from being the Word of God. It's just a book. It's written by men. So today, let me start by saying, we looked at water, we looked at bread, uh, but what about this book? The Bible is the breath of God. It's the breath. Food, water, and air. Now, how long can you go? Now, we saw, you know, now we see breath or air. How long could you go? I mean, we, we've, we've, we have malnourished and dehydrated and oxygen-depleted believers. They're not drinking their water, they're not eating their bread, and they're not breathing in the air, the breath of God. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God, all of it, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So let me hit on this, five words that are actually one Greek word, given by inspiration of God, five words, given by by inspiration of God. Let me, let me try to work through this. Five words meaning thea, new, stas, so theo meaning God, pneuma meaning breath, new stas meaning God breathed. The NIV actually says all scripture is God breathed. All scripture is breath by God. Now that's what we call the inspiration of the scriptures. Inspire means to breathe in. Now it has another meaning. To, uh, to breathe, but um, to breathe an idea into a person. Like I got inspired by this, right? Somebody said something, I got inspired by that. So God breathed in his word to men while they wrote. Now to expire means to breathe out. Again, it also has other meanings, but to expire or exhale, we would say. God breathed this into the people, but he did so by breathing it out. The Bible says to Peter 1, Verse 21, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Scripture breathed out the word of God and and breathed into the men, and they were inspired by that. So many want to ask, well, how can you say the Bible contains no errors? Because it came from the mouth of God, that's why. Too many are trying to, to uh, be God by saying, well, I believe this part, but we just don't believe that part. Well, then you're trying to play God. You're trying to tell me what it is that God says. I mean, you're, you're trying to tell me, well, he didn't really mean that part, but I believe you're playing God. That is dangerous. The arrogance of those who feel like they can judge the word of God. Oh, you can't judge the book, but you will be judged by the book someday. So be careful. This book is written by men, moved by Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, anybody who wants to speak against Holy Spirit, you won't be forgiven for that. 
That's serious business, friends. Now, I, I know some want to talk about, well, what version are you reading? The different versions. Listen, now, you better be careful. Because when you're reading these articles on different versions, you got to know some of these are written by atheists trying to disprove the Bible, friends. You better look at who's saying it. And you're thinking it's some theologian. They might put that title up there, but that doesn't mean they serve God. I'm just saying you got to be really careful what you're reading. So many people are going to say, well, there's contradictions in the Bible. Well, in order for that, we need to understand the second law of logic. The second law of logic is non-contradiction. What that says is that there can be two expressions of the same event, and as long as one does not exclude the possibility of the other, then it's not a contradiction. So it means you can have two statements about the same event from two different people, but as long as one version does not prove the other to be false, then you can have no contradiction. As long as the possibility of the two can be cohesive. It's only when one proves the other one is false. So these two scriptures are the hot topic. And, and there's no doubt the Bible's filled with, you know, this is what people see. See, there's no doubt. There's no doubt, no doubt that the Bible is filled with contradictions. So this is, this is I'm just giving you as an example of things that I've heard why people would say the Bible is filled with contradictions. So Matthew says, Judas went out and hanged himself. That's the end of the story. Matthew says, Judas went out, right? We know the story. He betrays, the whole thing's happened. He, he's grieving, he's weeping violently, he's done wrong, and he went out and he hanged himself. Matthew ends the story there. Now Luke in Acts 1, you know, Dr. Luke wrote Acts, in, in Acts 1 says that he fell headlong. He's talking about Judas, and he says that, that Judas fell headlong into a field and his guts spilled out. Ah, see, the stories don't match. One says he hung himself, and another one says he fell headlong. Guys, those don't contradict because Judas did go hang himself. And so you need to remember that that's the day before the Sabbath. They could not by law cut him down on the Sabbath. They had to leave the man hanging there all day, and that night he had to hang in the sun, and when a person dies, the body gases build up in that body i've seen a dead body bloating and this is true decomposition and they blow it up and so yes he burst he did hang himself over a day in the sun can't take him down it's the sabbath they cut him down and he fell headlong right he he never said he didn't hang himself i mean the word is amazing we're born again by this incorruptible seed that lives and abides forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will never pass away. The word stands forever. Angels watch over it to perform it. It shall never return void, but it shall always accomplish. This word is life to those that find it. It is health to their flesh. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, and it shall stand forever. Now, what other book can do any of that? What, what other book can do, just do one of those things? But let me tell you something. Once you decide by faith to believe this book and that it is what it is, I guarantee you your life will be forever changed. And that I know for a fact. Why? Because you now have a standard of life. So Ezekiel 37, starting with verse 1, the hand of the Lord came upon me and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and he set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Let me mention this so you can have the proper picture. It didn't say skeletons right? These bones are unattached. They're just bones. Verse two, then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed they were very dry. 
And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. And he said to me, prophesy to the bones. Say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you. I will bring flesh upon you. I will cover you with skin, and I will put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet in exceedingly great army. Four things today on the podcast about the breath of God. Number one, the breath of God brings understanding. Not forgetting the word is the breath of God. The word is the breath of God. We're still talking about your Bibles. So it brings understanding. Verse three, and he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered and I said, well, Lord God, you know. So if you're going to judge by the Bible, if you can understand it or not, Listen, if you're going to judge by the Bible, if you can understand it or not, I feel sorry for you because there's things you won't understand because you have to look at it by faith. So what this was saying is, is this logically possible? He said, look, look, Lord, I don't have a clue. He said, can it happen, son? And he's like, logically, I'm looking at it. And he's like, I don't know, but you know. What if God said to you, can a man walk on water? Well, logically, Lord, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, but, but God, you know. Job 32 and verse 8, but there is a spirit in a man, and the breath of the Almighty gives him understanding. How many times have you thought, man, I wish I could just understand what this is that I'm going through, Lord. Why, why is this happening? If I could just... If I, if I could just see if this is something that God was trying to teach me or, well, this book, the Bible is what gives you understanding. We have it written for our examples. It says to go back guys, we don't have to reinvent the wheel and we don't have to make stuff up. So it brings understanding. Number two, the breath of God brings order. If you need order brought into your life, all scripture is God breathed. Scripture brings order. Ezekiel 37 and verse 7, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, listen, bone to bone, knowing exactly the order where they went together. They didn't just have an elbow coming out of a, a skull and a, you know, a, a big toe on a hand, and it knew where to come. The bones became skeletons again from the breath of God, from the word of God spoken by a son of man. He kept saying that because he wanted you to understand that as men, as women upon the earth, sons of man, as natural human beings, we still can speak the word of God and know that when we speak God's word, and I mean just God's word, it is just as though God spoke it himself. The bones became skeletons. Psalm 33 and verse six, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all the host of them breathe of his mouth by the breath of his mouth. Genesis 1, 2 through 3, the earth was 
without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Why did something come into order when God spoke? Well, because when you speak, you breathe. The Word of God brought order to the chaos. Number three, the breath of God brings strength. Ezekiel 37, 7 and 8, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. There was order. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. The the tendons, that connects muscle to bone. So God brings order and structure to your life, but you still need something to connect you to the power of God. It is the word of God that connects you. God is looking for those who will worship him in what? Spirit and truth. Well, what's the truth? It is God's word. When when you combine reading the word of God with receiving the Holy Spirit, you'll walk in the power of the almighty God. What does it do? It connects. So remembering in Exodus, when they've just crossed the Red Sea and, and they sing this song, now they call it the song of Moses, Exodus 15 and verse eight, and when the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together, the flood stood upright like a heap, the depths congealed or firm or became like a wall in the heart of the sea. Now the enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil, my desire shall be satisfied upon them, I will draw my sword, my hand shall destroy them, but you blew with your wind, the sea covered them, they sank like lead in the mighty waters. Imagine God simply leaning down and just blowing with his nostrils, just, and the seas parted, a blast from his nostrils, then he blew again and covered them up. Oh, Donnie, Donnie, listen. There was a drought in Egypt, and there was one part of that sea that was shallow that they could pass over. It was only like six inches deep. Donnie, that's the science. That's logical. Well, see, this is even more of a miracle to me then, because how in the world did all these horses and soldiers and chariots drown in six inches of water? Come on, now that's a miracle. Number four, the breath of God. Remember, and we're talking about the word of God, right? The breath of God, the word of God. It brings life. Ezekiel 37, 10, so I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them and they lived and they stood up on their feet an exceedingly great army. All scripture is God breathed. Listen, you read this book, you get an understanding. Your life comes into order. You get the power of God and you get life itself. God life, Zoe life, God kind of life. Job 33 and verse four, the spirit of God has made me and the breath of the almighty gives me life. Guys, that's daily resuscitating you. God breathing into you. Genesis two and verse seven, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. God is constantly trying to provide us with oxygen. And what I mean is, is God breath. He's trying to breathe into us, not natural oxygen. He's trying to resuscitate us every day by saying, get into my word, breathe my word every day. So I'll explain to you how it is for me a little bit. I spend all week Mondays getting ready for Sundays and this podcast on Thursdays. So Monday, I breathe in the word of God for next week's TV show and podcast in church on Sundays, right? I'm in my Bible, Tuesdays, Bible, Wednesday, Bible, Thursday, I, I, I get uh, to um, let a bit out. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I get to exhale and breathe out what God has breathed into me all week and you get to receive the life of God. That's, that's, what, that's what we're trying to do as ministers. We're trying to breathe it in and we're breathing it in and we're breathing it in and we're waiting till we see you and then we get to breathe it out to you. 
That's all that it is. That's all we're trying to do. We're not trying to act like we're something. We're just taking what God has given us and we're sucking it in and we're sucking it in. And we're, I used to, I used to do this for different reasons. Now I'm breathing in the life of God. I'm holding it in as much as I can until I get to see you and breathe it into you. Then what do you get to do? You just get to breathe it in. You get to breathe it in. And then what? You're going to breathe it out to somebody. Come on. That is the cycle of a believer. But let me say this. One breath for you a week should not do it. It's not enough. No, it's, it's like you came to church and I had to give you mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Don't let that be the only time that you get to breathe in the word of God, right? To allow somebody else to just breathe it into you. You've got to get your own. You've got to breathe on your own. We don't want to hook you up to life support all the time. No, you're going to have to begin to breathe the word of God yourself. And what does that mean? You taking in the word of God, you reading the word of God. Don't just take one breath a week. Don't just come and let somebody resuscitate you all the time with mouth to mouth. You need to breathe all week. So this week, what am I saying? We talked about the word of God, right? What it is. We talked about it being bread. We talked about it being water, right? We're talking about it being breath. So this week, I've, I've got some homework for you. This week, eat some bread. This week, take a drink. And breathe. Breathe in the word of God. Breathe in that life-giving, powerful word of God. You'll never regret reading your Bible. You'll never regret uh, not looking at TikTok or Facebook and reading your Bible. I promise it'll change your life. Well, that's all the time I have for today. Thank you for joining me on the new Old School Podcast. I hope I was able to breathe into you today. I'm your host, Don Allen. Until next time, I'll be attempting the ridiculous and achieving the miraculous.